Sometimes the best self-care is not beating yourself up for not doing enough self-care. This week, we talk about those times when your self-care practice is doing nothing at all because you can't even. And because it's us, we criticize the people who seem to have nothing but time for self-care because they're clearly fake. And then we go down a wormhole about dreams. Damn, Pitney's dreams are way better than mine. self-care. And I've been kind of thinking about, as I've been kind of, you know, it was all really gung-ho at the beginning and I had all kinds of ideas and I had a big long list and, you know, my my big giant list has, has been running out. So I've been sort of scrambling for topics and whatnot. And I've so I've been thinking about it in a different way. And one of the things I've really been thinking about is that it might not be a bad idea to kind of do a little bit of a check-in. Because I know Mm -hmm. I personally have been having some feelings regarding self-care without going too much into what's been going on with me. But I don't think it's that unusual so I think it's worth talking about and I think it might be a good topic just sort of in general that this week's self-care topic is to just talk about when your self-care practice isn't one Uh when you have every intention of taking care of yourself and you know you can and you know you should but you just realize that like a week has gone by and you really haven't been very good to yourself and I think well yeah and it's hard it's like you can't meditate every night or you can't do a card reading every night or you can't do lighting a candle every night or whatever it is for your own oh self that you want to do. I mean, God, even know? when it comes with that, I try when that, those types of things, I only try to do that twice a month. I only do mm-hmm. it on the new moon and the full moon. Oh my God. So cute. A couple nights ago, my husband, a couple of days late, flipped his calendar, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the new month and noticed that um, he, I guess he just happened to notice that it was that the new moon was coming up because we're recording this the day before the new moon. And he goes, Oh, I, I noticed that the new moon was Sunday. You know, I, I just want to make sure that you knew that in case you wanted to do something. See, and that's, that's so cute because he knows, he knows that like, even though he doesn't 
hello sirens. Even though he doesn't know what I do, he just knows that it's like my time and I just do yeah, my yeah. own little thing, you know. And I try to just kind of have my own little quiet time, you know, twice a month. And some and I swear to god, 2 weeks ago on the last full moon, I didn't do shit. And it was. Oh, I didn't and either. I think the, we talked about it. Remember, I had gone out. The full moon was on to my birthday. It was on my birthday, yeah, I and I was yeah. excited that the full moon was on my birthday. I was like, "Oh, it's going to be great! I'm going to really yeah. do it up big because it's my birthday, and it's it's really special to me." I didn't do shit. Yeah, I went out to let the dog out in the middle of the night, and I was like, "Oh, it's the full moon. Oh, okay, too late. I'm going to go back to bed." Yeah. <laughs> And because because my husband and I had gone on a, a a little trip where the week of our anniversary and my birthday we went and we stayed out in a little a little Airbnb cabin out in the woods and so like a couple nights before my birthday so it was almost the full moon but not quite the full moon um, we were sitting in a hot tub under the moon and I just sort of. I just sort of, I, you know, on the night of the full moon, I was so not into it that I was like, eh, I, I was, I took a naked shower under the full moon, under the almost full moon two nights ago. That fucking counts. I don't have to do anything. See, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember when I was teaching at the bookstore every week, oh, God. I remember a couple times a year, a couple times a year. I would do what I would call like a spiritual check-in. Yeah. Because I know people, myself included, even though I was a teacher, yeah. didn't do all the shit that I taught about every week, you know? Right, right. <laughs> you know, so we would, you know, we would do a meditation, we would go around the circle and kind of talk about, you know, what we should be doing that we're not doing. And I would have little candles for everybody so we could do, you know, like a focusing little candle spell. And I'd everybody pick a tarot card so they could focus on that to see, like, what they needed to focus on upcoming to try to reattune themselves to, like, a mindful life. Right. Because it's hard. You just, you get lost in the minutiae, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, it's like even even the 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 things that... I try to incorporate into, I mean, literal self-care things like taking a shower and brushing my teeth. Like even the things where I try to turn uh, different things that I've done throughout the year, the different segments that I've done, talking about turning, brushing your teeth into a meditative practice or a mindfulness practice mm -hmm. or trying to, you know, be really you know, really take care of your skin or really take care. Of, oh my God. I was doing really good for a while of like the taking care of your feet. Mm -hmm. Someone is shooting off fireworks. Are you fucking kidding me? I fucking hate my neighbors sometimes. I don't know who's shooting off fireworks, but I, but I'm not kidding. It's like, I, I was doing a really good job of like lotioning my feet and taking good care of my feet until one day like my foot, this little spot on the bottom of my left foot started really hurting and it was really bothering me. And it, and it took me a while to realize I had a corn 
on the bottom of my foot, oh. which is not where corns usually are. Mm-mm. But it's but part of and part of the problem was it's because I've been in the house and I'm not wearing shoes. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when you get a corn, it's on the top of your toe and it's, and it's caused by your shoe. So yeah, when, you're, yeah. when you're Googling what's this thing on my foot, you're not going to find what I have because this isn't what people get. They get it on the, t- on the knuckle of their toe or on the side of their pinky toe or something. So I had to spend a couple of weeks putting corn remover pads Ah. and and chemically dissolving a corn on the bottom of my foot because I stopped paying attention to what was going on. Like, all of a sudden, I had this growth on my foot that you would have thought it happened, like, two seconds ago it wasn't there, and suddenly it was. And if I had been paying attention, it would never have gotten to that point. It would have been taken care of, you know... And I and I don't know how it happened. Like the second I stopped paying attention to my foot, something started going wrong with my foot. Mm-hmm. You know, and it and that's what got me thinking about it. That I just like within the last week or so, finally got rid of that fucking thing on my foot. And it it really got me thinking. Like I have to really, and also Jesus, you know, stress level wise without talking about what's causing my stress lately. But the last two weeks, now I can fall asleep. I'm really good at falling asleep. But lately, I can't stay asleep for shit. I wake, I've been having nightmares every fucking night. I wake up every couple hours. I have been like fucking zombie. And I got a massage this morning. I haven't had a massage in a while. I got a massage. I was so out of it on the table. I was like, I was loopy because I haven't slept. And I told her, I warned her. I said, I might fall asleep. I said, I am, I am a bundle of knots because I'm so fucking tense. But I may just fall asleep on you because I'm so out of my mind from not sleeping. And it's like, I, I totally am like on the verge of falling apart. And I know it's because I'm not taking care of myself, but I also know that I'm doing the best I can do Yeah, and I have to give myself a break. I cannot beat myself up about, well, you're not meditating enough or you're not. It's like, when was I supposed to do that? I have shit to do. And I know, you know, and I know that like, when I do my self-care segments that I'm always being very scoldy about, you know, if you, if you really do make yourself a priority, you will find time to do it. And that's true. You can, but we always forget because some of us have the tendency to not make ourselves a priority because we're too busy making everyone else in the world a priority. Oh, yeah, because I remember, it's like, if you talk to my students, they were all, I mean, I had people that were fans and really looked up to me, which I find very fascinating. Oh, Um, I'm always like, God, what what could possibly be wrong with you if you think I'm, if if you think I have my shit together? uh, Oh, my God. 
but you know, when I was teaching all you know all my classes and doing my workshops and stuff, <laughs> I think people that didn't really know me, they just knew me from that context. They had this vision that I was always like so calm and so balanced and so together and that I meditated every day and because they only saw you did in card that readings room. every day yeah. and did ritual every week and I mean I wish I did all that but but you also had a real job and <laughs> yeah but that is simply not the case like oh I God. would throw my angry unbalanced shit out the door and then walk into the bookstore and do my class well, yeah, and, and sometimes... like the person that I wish I was. Well, and sometimes you're driving to you the know. class and your car w- and your car was a piece of shit and you're driving over there pissed off that, oh my God, I have to take my car into the shop. God damn it. And it's oh, yeah, like, but yeah. you, can't, you can't drop that on your students when you walk in the door. Yeah, yeah. They don't know about that. You know, and there were also the times of like, oh my God, I hope I make some money tonight because I don't have enough gas in the car to fucking get home. <laughs> You know, exactly. <laughs> there was definitely those nights too, but I never let them see that, you know, right, exactly. Oh my God. Oh yeah. You know, cause I can like teach a good game. And as far as like when I'm doing my, you know, card readings for people and stuff, I'm really good about talking about the lessons of the cards and how it can apply to your life and what people not should do per se, but maybe what they should look at, you know? Right. So I'm really, really, really good at that. And people think that I'm just like, oh, he's two together, but oh yeah, no girl, I'm not. Oh Lord. And I, you know, I'm a mess. I hardly do anything anymore. I've been trying, but I don't. Yeah. I'm looking at, you can see, see, I'm turning my head. You see me turning my head. Uh Uh-huh. I'm looking at my altar. Yeah. Which is beautiful and gorgeous. Yeah, I'm looking at mine too. But it's been the same for a month. Oh yeah, mine. And I have not touched it since then. Mine needs to be cleaned. Um, that's so not bad. cool. But that's how you somehow you don't have time. You know. I'm always switching out. You know because that's since I only do since I only do full moon and new moon. I only put new flowers every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Which means even if I even if I keep up with keeping the water in, um, those flowers were cut two weeks ago or a month ago, you know, and uh, so there's you know dead flower petals all over the place. You think I you think I clean that shit up? I would have to take everything off my altar. It's like you think I do that? Please. Oh, I oh know. my god! I know. Most of my flowers hang from those little vases that hang from the um, the tension bar that's in the window. You th- that window sill that's behind my altar? It's so filthy. It's disgusting. <laughs> there is dirt and filth all over it. Sometimes the water spills over. You think I clean that up? No. As long as there ain't like oh I know as long as there ain't like bugs and shit on it it's like nope it's fine you know I as long as nothing catches fire you know we're we're in good shape but I think everybody is guilty of that but you know the interesting thing is so I say oh I don't have time blah 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 for the things that will be nurturing and healthy 
and introspective and you know what I mean? Just healthy. Right. Like spiritual vitamins. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't have time for that, but I certainly have time to play Skyrim for 10 hours a week. Sure. Or I have time to smoke half a pack of cigarettes a day. Oh my God. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So, of course, there is time to do this stuff that you should do because it's like a vitamin for the soul and it's important and healthy. But you say you don't have time, but you do. But I'm guilty of it, too. But, yeah, there's... And it's like, what yeah. do you do? Like, what do you do? That's, you know, there's, there's you know? the things... Everybody has the things that we do that are distracting. But then before you know it, two hours just went by. Yeah. And you haven't done shit. And and maybe you needed that. Maybe you just needed to sit still and kind of do nothing. You know, maybe that was what you needed because something was compelling you to sit there. But at the same time, but you can't. But yeah, it probably would have been better if, you know, not that I do yoga, but, you know, if I was sitting in a more comfortable position, if I wasn't, yeah. you know. Maybe maybe it would have been better if I wasn't holding my phone at a weird, awkward angle and hurting yeah. my neck. Because, of course, I blame it all on where I'm living now. I cannot smoke in the house. Oh, well. And if I could smoke in the house, I would do readings. I would do journaling. I would do ritual. I would do meditations if only I could smoke in the house. You smoked in your house in San Antonio. Yeah. And you I still played Skyrim reading. 50 hours yeah. a week. But I can't do a reading without a cigarette. I can't journal without a cigarette. You can't? Oh, no. I can barely shower without smoking. God, I'm glad I don't smoke. Oh, the most glamorous thing in the whole world is smoking in the shower. I don't know. I think drinking a beer in the shower is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I've done that too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they should they should make like su suction cuppy things for you, thing for you to hold put put your beer in when you're in the shower. You know, but I love like you're taking a therapeutic bubble bath with all these herbs that are so soothing and magical, and then you're smoking and and then you just ash in that tub. Oh. oh my god. <laughs> hey, this is Kate. I'm a forensic psychologist and crisis clinician, and I collect stories. Everything from true crime to trauma to parenthood. There's a lot more in common between depression and sociopathy, or between serial killers and podcasters than you might think. Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at iwbpodcast.com and iwbpodcast on social media. I do gotta say though, there is one thing about <laughs> the concept of having enough time. What A couple years ago, um, I took a one of the rare times that I take an actual vacation and the book that I took with me um, for a while, I ended up not 
finishing this book because I got to a point in the book where I, I came to a realization about the author and I won't say who she is, but let's just say it's, you know, a woman writing about like, you know, female empowerment and whatever. And, and it's not that the stuff she was saying is bullshit, but it's kind of bullshit. I mean, Mm -hmm. the idea behind it is great. And she's not necessarily wrong, but she also, it doesn't take a whole book to say what she's saying. So her book is filled with all these personal stories of, you know, her life, her journey and her realizations and how she came to realize that her snooch was talking to her or whatever and you know because being a lady and that you know her her snooch was the seat of her magical powers and whatever okay. so anyway um i after a while i mean i'm reading this book and i'm 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 feeling you know i'm i'm realizing things like you know I'm I'm realizing some things that are like okay that's useful to me. There's certain things in the book that were that I that I felt like I sort of took to heart and I felt like were going to be helpful to me. But after a while I started to realize this woman lived in New York. She had an apartment. No, actually, I shouldn't say that. She had a brownstone uh-huh. in New York. Which means she had, like, basically, like, a town home. Like, a mm-hmm. multi-level home. Which is probably worth, what, $6 million or something. And shit, she right? anyway. claims, <laughs> according to her, you know, this is when she was basically, like, destitute as a single mother. And mm-hmm. she was... Just, you know, realizing the power of her pussy or whatever. And she um, was taking all these classes where she was, um, you know, like going to these like meditation classes where they all, everyone all sits in a room and they all have an orgasm together or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, okay, first of all, malarkey. And second of all, fucking rich white woman bullshit don't talk about how you were struggling as a single mother who paid your fucking bills lady who bought you that goddamn house uh-huh. how where what was your job how and and she would talk about like it was very it was so amanda chantel bacon I can't, I can't not (laughs) invoke the name of Amanda Chantel Bacon right now because she would talk about like, you know, what you should do when you get up in the morning is you should, you should, you know, get up and, and have, you know, just sit in the open window with the morning sun streaming in and drink a nice cup of herbal tea and journal and journal for 30 (laughs) minutes. And then you should dance for 30 minutes. And then you should talk to your pussy for 30 minutes. And and don't forget about going out in the sun and raising your legs or put your asshole to the sun for 30 minutes. I mean, it's like she, she goes on and on about all these wonderful, empowering, 
you know, soul nurturing things that you're supposed to do. Uh-huh. And all I kept, and when I reach, when I reach the point of the book where I start thinking, at what point am I supposed to go to my job? At what point yeah. am I supposed to make my goddamn paycheck? Because somehow the way she lives her life makes no fucking sense to me. And it's like, well, God, yeah. If I had a, if I had nothing better to do than enrich my soul all day, mm-hmm. yeah, I would probably pretty be pretty goddamn blissed out too. If I could do nothing but dance around my house all day and I didn't have a goddamn care in the world, sure. But that's, I think that, that's what the wellness community and the self-care bullshit that's what people think they're supposed to aspire to and i think we did talk about that a little bit at the very very beginning of all this yeah and i i think that's the shit that causes people to no matter what they're doing to try to to try to take care of themselves and to try to be good to themselves, it's hard to not look at some bitch on Instagram with her goddamn, you know, a picture of a tiny pumpkin. I highly recommend everyone look up <laughs> on YouTube uh Bo Burnham's white woman's Instagram song. Just trust me. It's from his last uh, Netflix special. And just, you can just see that clip. It's everything. And it's basically everything (laughs) that's infuriating about this bullshit. And Uh. it's, it's about the Amanda Chantel Bacon's of the world, basically. With- yeah, because I can guarantee you, I mean, I don't know Amanda Chantal Bacon. We would hate but... her so much if we met her. Yeah. But I know a lot of people that taught at the bookstore. I know a lot of people in that community. And I know a lot of people that, you know, teach their workshops here and there and everywhere. And I can guarantee you, there ain't one of them that live that life. Oh, I know. Everybody wants to. Yeah. But it's not realistic, and nobody does. I don't even think fucking Ram Dass meditated and chanted for hours every day. And he's like the most holy man that I know. You know what I yeah. mean? I, it's just, you you just can't. You can't. You know that dude every so often just ate a box of Twinkies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, when he was like fabulously worldly. Like, he was an old gay sexually free hippie so you know that he was like you know drinking wine and sucking dick and partying and having fun and then would do his spiritual stuff a couple times a week right maybe but you know it wasn't this day-to-day thing like he's like a fucking monk and i think that people think they need to be that yeah And that's not like, I mean, even like MC Yogi, yes, his job is a yoga teacher and And 
making, making fabulous awesome music. hip-hop music yes. about the Hindu gods. But do you think he spends 24-7 being the spiritual space? Fuck oh, yo. God, you know, no. he goes out and he goes shopping and he drinks beer and he hangs out with his friends and he's like, oh my god, I gotta stop drinking because I fucking 7 a.m. yoga class tomorrow morning. Just like everybody else. And everyone's, and you know, and he has to take a dump every day just like yeah. anybody else. You know, and I'm sorry, MCOD, if you're listening to this, I hope that's not offending you because I don't know that you're drinking and that you have to be like, oh, I have to get up at seven in the morning and fuck this. But you probably are and you understand the sentiment, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, and when I say that MC Yogi takes a dump every day, the thing is he's probably he's he's really hot when he takes a dump every day. Not that I'm oh, into yeah. that, but I mean he can't help it. <laughs> no, but I'm saying it's like everybody and it's like <laughs> these books and I'm I'm guilty of this too in my classes. You know, I'm talking about stuff like, oh, you always have to be mindful of blah, 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 and be aware of, you know, the influence of, you know, the goddess in this month because blah, 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 blah. You can't live your life like that. Yeah, you're thinking about that when you're writing that thing, but you're not thinking about yeah. that the rest of the time. Yeah. But I think the people that read that stuff and the people that like come to my classes or go like read MC Yogi's books or you know whatever or read Colette Bear and Reed's books I think they think that we all have like this 24-7 utterly mindful spiritual life and that is simply not the case you know and frankly i think if if somebody did have that kind of life i would be suspicious of it oh yeah because then they're a cult leader yeah there, there would has... be a level of privilege that makes me suspicious of well where did you get your money and who's paying your bills and what you know I mean, yeah, because, yeah. you know, they're good because then you have a cult leader, you know, leaning back and he's pink bikini briefs with some whores massaging his crotch with oil every. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's not realistic. Yeah. yeah. But I think people that read those books and go to those classes, they think that us people that teach those classes and write those books and stuff, they think that we live like that. Yeah. But nobody can live like that other than a monk. And I don't even think monks live like that. I think they they can for short periods of time. Like, that's why you do, like, retreat things where you get, like, a like a week of really intense, like, I'm just going to eat really clean and I'm going to, you know, meditate as much as I can or whatever. But you can't sustain that. Oh, I guess I'm sorry. You know monks. They read novels and they're on Facebook and they jack off every night and they're blah, blah, blah. Monks are not, you know, I'm sure. I mean, come on, they are. That's just, that's humanity, right? They may be me more in tune with the spiritual, but nobody is like this thing. Or, you know, nobody is like, oh, I need to eat healthy or I need to exercise or yes, you do. But unless you're totally OCD, 
Do you do that every day? No. And if you do, there's other unhealthy shit going on that you need to go to therapy for. Yeah, if you if your life is so regimented <laughs> and scheduled that you do, there's certain things and you're so, you know, oh oh, you know, five o'clock, it's time for Wapner. I mean, if your if your life is like no, yeah. I, I I do this and then at this time I do this and then I eat this and then I go do this and then I I shower and then I do this, you know, it's like no, that that's a problem, and that's also not a life. Oh, hell no. You know, there has to be some, you know, surprises in there. And sometimes, unfortunately, surprises is waking up in the middle of the night from a really fucking terrifying nightmare, but I guess that's what being alive is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Bitchin' Booty. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they can plan out their yes, show. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get get time to do, do that. Right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptics. I can't do it now. Look, I can't speak. <laughs> Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most bitchin' boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one, we could play it in ass. Yeah, yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right, What do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to the bitchin' boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in their next show. <laughs> Diplomatic community. <laughs> I mean, imagine a week's worth of nightmares where every every night you woke up in the middle of the night from a nightmare about a Zoom call. Because the following week you were going to be on a Zoom call every day. Mm-hmm. Well, that was causing anxiety. It was for a major you, anxiety. You know. I mean, that's a very specific thing to have a nightmare about. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, I've dreamt of dead relatives for the last three nights. Oh, shit. Because my last surviving aunt just died. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I didn't think it really affected me, but I seriously dreamt of dead relatives for the last three nights. Oh, God. They weren't particularly sad dreams. Were they Were they visiting you? Was it? I'm just curious. They, no, they were just, it was like these circumstances and these places, and they were just there. There was no sadness. There was no yeah. nothing. They were just there like everyday life used to be here. Right. My mom's been... When all been, my family was alive. My mom's you know. been showing up in my dreams a lot. Just very matter-of-factly like she's just around. She, my mom's been in my dreams a lot. Although my dreams have also been really bad. But she... I mean, she's not part of the bad part. But she's also yeah. not helping. You know, but that's mm-hmm. probably something. That's probably something to talk about with my therapist. <laughs> oh yeah, but no, it's just really weird. Like I'll be in Auntie Sandy's house, right? And all this weird stuff will go on, and then I'll be in a house, and oh, it's Auntie Marion's house, and oh, my mom and Auntie Marion are sharing this big bedroom with these big beds. Oh, okay. I mean, it's just so weird. They're just like there, right? Because I guess they're on my mind, and I guess they're all sort of like, maybe, you know, because, you know, Josephine just died. 
And I know mom, you know, mom's going through this whole, like, oh, I'm the only one left, which I know has to be traumatic. So maybe all that energy is sort of like hanging around here to try to tell my mom, like, it's okay, we're here when you're ready, whatever. I'm just saying because that's her belief system. Right. Well, and your mom used to see her sister's like in yes. the house so i'm wondering she if did, she's gonna yeah. start seeing them around again so maybe there's that energy sort of like hanging around that's making my mom say it's okay but they're coming into my dreams but it's fine it's kind of i mean it's not bad it's just like oh okay right it is interesting that all of a sudden they're just back yeah yeah and again speaking of what we were just talking about connecting it to dreams i have always wanted to dream journal Oh, God. And haven't I you always about... intend to, and I never do. Yes, and I've read about these people, and I've read books of, like, oh, I get up after every dream, and even if it's three lines, I write it down. It's like bullshit, bitch. You so do not do I would that. have to turn on a light. I would never be able to go back to sleep. Yes. I have fantasized about having, like, a little tape recorder. Yeah. And just like talk into it. But then I would, I know that I would wake up the next day and go back to listen to it and it would be. And I'd be like, fuck, yeah. well, that was pointless. That would be all I would hear. Yeah, but I know those people that write those blogs and those books and everything. Yes, it's a really cool idea. And wouldn't that be great? And I've always wanted to do that. But I'm not gonna, and I will I'll bet you dollars to donuts. They do not do it either. Oh, I know one person who They doesn't... probably might, might, might did for a little bit to write the book. Well, I know someone who does it for his therapy. Because... Like, every night? Wow. Yeah. Well, because he has nightmares every single night. Ah, Okay. Okay. Well, I know I get that. Okay. Because basically he doesn't have a, he doesn't really have dreams that Mm. aren't nightmares. And it's like, he writes them all down because he believes that he wouldn't be having those dreams if there wasn't like something to it. And so he just, you know, he's looking for patterns. He's looking for, you know, trying to figure out what his crazy brain is trying to work through. You know, yeah, are they recurring or are they weird random? Um, he, well, I mean, it's someone I don't talk to anymore, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that tells you who it is. But, uh, yeah. I mean, no, we, yeah, no, no, but we yeah. used, I mean, he used to tell me about some of them. Um, they're usually really violent, uh, they're violent in different ways. Sometimes it's being trapped in an apartment while there's like a big gun battle going on outside and like trying to figure out how to escape. Sometimes it's, I mean, just crazy shit, you know? Wow. Yeah. Cause I used to have recurring nightmares, but they involve always involved like fear of a place. Yeah. And they were different. I used to have three but it's interesting. I had those, I mean, like for years and a lot, like we're talking a lot. And I didn't need to journal those because I remembered those fucking dreams. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting, but all three of those recurrings, 
eventually I had a dream where I was able to have an incident in the dream where I, you know... Solved the problem or whatever? Answered the door or opened the lock in one case. Okay. Or walked down the street to confront the person in another case. One case, I opened the door thinking I was going to be terrified and the person that walked in was me. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And after those three dreams that sort of, like, fixed it, never had those dreams again. Isn't that interesting? Were you, were you little? <laughs> like, was were those, like, dreams you had as, as an adult or were they dreams you had as a kid? This was, this was within the last decade, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, all my recurring dreams were when I was a kid. Like, having the same thing happen over and over any great the only the only thing that recur that recurs in dreams anymore uh and it doesn't happen as much as it used to um i think maybe because i don't sleep as soundly as i used to but um is uh the the thing that it took me a lifetime to realize that 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 it wasn't that weird that i was always dreaming about having to find a toilet that wasn't either a toilet that worked or that wasn't disgusting or that was, or that was private. Like it wasn't like a public, like a public. Oh, album. okay. So it wasn't like the common dreams where you dream about having to pee because you have to pee. No, like well, a... I mean, I was looking for a toilet because oh, okay. I had to pee, but every time I found a toilet, it was, it was filthy or disgusting oh, or whatever. And I couldn't pee. Wow. And, and it took me forever to figure out that that was the reason why I was having that dream. Like I thought it was oh. something else. I thought it was I, I I didn't think it could possibly be that literal. Because dreams yeah, are yeah. usually something really symbolic and I yeah. I couldn't figure I thought it was a privacy issue. I thought it was something else. And then uh -huh. I figured out, oh, it's just because I always have to pee really bad when I wake up from those dreams. See, I would have thought it would have been like it was a dark fetish and you were just fantasizing about, about the right mouth to piss in. Oh, you know, <laughs> that I just, you know, want to, I'm just looking to be someone's toilet or someone to be my toilet. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The right, you know, gray bearded, gray mustache, toothless mouth to this. Oh. <laughs> uh. But anyway, no, but I wanted to tell you, so I remember, like, one of those dreams, though, that was, like, I used to have all the time, and the interesting thing is not the dream, because it's typical. It's just, like, you're in a big house, you're wandering, you don't know where you are, and you go up these stairs, and there's a doorway, and you're terrified to go in the doorway, and it's terrifying. And you've been there a million times, but in the dream, you've only been there that, you know what I mean. But the thing is, I had that over and over, but God damn it, those houses, those properties, they were always different, and they were so fucking cool. I love cool. the dreams of ex exploring huge 
property houses or or being in a house that was familiar but then where does what i've never noticed this door before and you just open a door and there's a whole wing that you've never seen like i want to go to this big haunted house that's familiar to me in my dream with this big fabulous garden or an apartment that's filled with the coolest furniture and tchotchkes you've ever seen yeah it's so weird but like every single place in those dreams were like Oh my god, I totally want to go there in real life. Like, what the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> I, every so often, one of those will be like a long, dark hallway, and it's creepy, but most of the time, it's just, whose house is this? Uh, this is my new house? Oh my god, why do I get to live in this house? Oh, yeah, and I remember in the dreams, it's always familiar, and I know where I am. Right. Um, but then I go to that, you know, that room, or that floor, or whatever, and I'm like, oh. And I'm terrified, but they're always different, and they're so fucking cool. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, have you ever dreamt of, like, I have dreamt of, like, literally entire cities. Like, I've seen a cityscape with, like, bridges and sidewalks and walkways and a river going through it and apartments and buildings and... I'm like, I don't know where this place is, but I really want to fucking go well, there. Where, and I've dreamt about that a lot, too. Where are you that you have the vantage point to see, like, a whole cityscape, though? Like, I'm living in it, so oh. I'll be, like, walking, and I'll go, like, over this bridge, and I'll sort of look down upon the water, and I'll see this these bridges oh. and these buildings. The only thing and I can I'll, think like, of... go to my apartment where I live with my lover above the theater who plays the violin. Oh, God. And he'll be playing the violin for me, and I'll be looking out on our balcony over the water. I mean, I have, like, really vivid dreams of this city. But it's not real. But, God, I want it to be. That's very cool. I have my apartment there. I have my job there. I have the theater there. I have my lover there. I know that city. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it doesn't exist. Right. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, my God. And and the weird thing about dreams is that that dream could be 15 seconds long, for all you know. But because dreams are so instantaneous... Yeah, but- to uh, you or me, they could if they don't they seem like hours sometimes. Like you right. live this whole long thing, but it's probably and you wake up and you're like, oh shit, it's only two thirty. Like yeah, like you, you know? could have been in like you could have gone you could have been in a sleep study and you could have only been in REM sleep for like three minutes, and you but could have had a whole, whole lifetime life. in a dream. Yeah. Oh my god. And I do. I think. And all the skeptics out there, just go with this and please. I really do kind of believe in the possibility that dreams are where we are going out of body to experience other realms or possibly snippets of past lives or something that are trying to teach us something now. Sure. Why not? Because why else would, like, a three-minute dream seem like a 12-hour day? Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, there's all kinds of... Well, there's... I mean, there's all kinds of stuff about dreams that... Like, when when a dream 
makes sense like it's your you know your brain filing away all the information from that day like some dreams are obviously well it was just because of everything that happened yesterday mm-hmm. but then some dreams are that and it's like well there was no reason for that there was no reason for that to be your dream yeah oh you know what i dream about a lot which is interesting you tell cuz you know me real yeah. well you tell me what the fuck this means, because I don't oh, know. Okay. I have dreamt about this a lot. Like, I am... I'm prepared, but I'm really nervous, and I'm making my debut to be the lead singer in, like, this musical play or this opera. Okay. Like, I am a Vita in a Vita in one dream. Okay. And I am just singing beautifully and wonderfully, and I'm thinking I'm terrible, but everybody is like, oh, everybody loves me, and there's cheering, and the director is coming, like, oh, you were so wonderful. And I was like, oh, I just didn't even know I could do that, and blah, blah, blah. And it's always involving me being a star in a a play, not a rock star, not a right. record star, but in a play, and I'm singing. Right. And I'm this big success. I have had that dream so many times. And yet I've never had that dream once. It's like, what the fuck, right? And, and, I know I'm, the, and, yeah. and I'm the one who's had the waking fantasy of that. Mm-hmm. Of the, if I could flip a switch and suddenly, you know, I have specific roles in specific shows that I would want to play if mm-hmm. I could magically just have the ability to be on a stage and do that. Mm-hmm. I have the ability to do what needs to be done. I just can't be on a stage and do it. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Because yeah, I, oh, I was a Vita once in a production by Guy Roberts. <laughs> And apparently it was very acclaimed. Do I know who Guy Roberts is? He was just that guy that I worked for in Austin that oh! time. That director, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. You actually... I dream a lot. Isn't that weird? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, there's no universe in the world where I could play Evita. I mean, none. Oh, I'm sure you could play Evita. Well, and not Some actually universe. sing it. I, you know, they could, they could put it in your key. I mean, well, auto tune, a little auto tune. You know, you don't have to sing it in Patty Lapone's key. You know, you, but anyway, or Madonna's anyway, key. Like, I guess that was so funny. But oh, oh I had god. that dream so many times. So weird, fascinating. Oh my god, fascinating. Oh my lord. Maybe I was a castrati opera star in, in an old life. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I... And I had this fabulous lover who played the violin, and we had this balcony that overlooked this river in Venice. Oh, my God. That would go with the dreams, right? It would. There definitely <laughs> is something... They're de- and it's weird because like I can't think of any 
I mean, offhand, I can't think of any time I've ever had a dream of me performing on stage. Like, any kind of big, like, tearing the house down, you know. I don't think I've ever dreamt about that. I don't think that's ever happened. And yet, you know, that's that's something that I, I... actively fantasize about doing but i you know that's weird oh and you sing good you sing beautifully i sing really good in my car yeah no girl you sing good <laughs> but no i have I this really thing good when no one can hear me i have for some weird reason i hear wayne newton in my mind right now you mean when I sang, when I did my Wayne Newton impression at that party? <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm just, I'm hearing Wayne, but I'm hearing the same. Castrati in Venice, bringing the house down. <laughs> Is it to the tune of Winchester Cathedral? Yes, like what? yes. Castrati in Venice. <laughs> <laughs> the house down. <laughs> now I want to write that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.